today we're going to talk about the message that is entitled under the series positioned. The message for today is called Don't Lose Sight of Him. Don't Lose Sight of Him. I'm looking around. I want every lady in the house to turn to a man and say, Don't lose sight of him. I can't hear you. Okay, now I want you to turn to a lady in the house and tell her or them that don't lose sight of him. Now, that's appropriate. Don't lose sight of God, right? Don't lose sight of him. We're talking about, we are going to talk about God with us in the journey of our lives. On the journey to the destiny and the promises that God has for you and I. So, and the emphasis is going to be, despite the challenge, despite what will happen, do not lose sight of God. Do not lose sight of Jesus in your journey. I want us to do our reading, quite a lengthy passage from the book of Joshua. We're still uh, in the book of Joshua, chapter 3, verse 1. Please read with me. I'm going to read loud, but Feel free to read it in your heart. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After the three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see, this is the instruction, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. These guys were positioned in a strategic way. Each tribe in a certain position and singers in a certain position ready to march into the future. Ready to march into the promise that God had for them. Verse 4, then you will know which way to go. Only when you are positioned, then you will know which way to go. Since you have never been this way before. Are you hearing the instructions? That's why I'm going through with you so that you can get specific instructions. The way you're about to take, where you're about to go, you've never been this way before. And if you are rightly positioned, you will know which way to go because you have never been this way before. It is new to you, but not to God. Uh-huh. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, then he continues to say, this is Joshua and the Israelites or the priests or the leaders. He says, you have never been this way before, but keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Keep a distance. Have in mind, the distance between you and the ark has to be 2,000 cubits. And 2,000 cubits in our counting today that's over 900 meters. So we are talking about a kilometer, near a kilometer. Between you and the Ark of the Covenant, there has to be one kilometer apart. You are not allowed to come near a kilometer. I mean, so 2,000 two cubits, that's about 935 meters. Uh-huh. Then he says, verse uh, 5 says, Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. Other version says, position yourselves. 
Consecrate yourselves. Prepare yourselves. Be in the right position with God at this particular moment. Position yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among you. May the Lord do amazing things among you in the name of Jesus. As you position yourselves for what God has for you. Verse 6, Joshua said to the priest, take up the ark of the covenant and pass on ahead of the people. Oh, take up the ark of the covenant, priests, leaders of families, and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exhort you in the eyes of all Israel so they may know that I am with you. May God begin to exalt you in the name of Jesus. And may the world know that God is with you. What else do we need more than God's affirmation of his everlasting presence in our lives, in the journey of life? He says that, and everyone will see that God is with you. I'll begin to exalt you among other people and all the eyes of Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, when you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Again, go and position yourselves in the river. Go and position yourselves in the midst of danger, in the midst of danger, where water, the water is passing, Jordan at this particular time was very full. No one could cross it so easily. But go and stand in it and see the salvation of the Lord your God. Whew. Amazing. Joshua said to the Israelites, come here. Listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is amazing among you. And that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites. The Gagashites, Gaga, Gaga Amorites, Jebusites, and all the parasites. Not so. God will drive them out of you. May all the parasites in your life, in the spirit forms and the human form, be driven out of your land in the name of Jesus. That you may occupy the territory that the Lord, the God, your, the Lord your God has for you. Ooh. The Canaanites. These were constant enemies of the Israelites for so many years. For over 400 years again. <laughs> the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, they're like parasites, not so. The Gigashites, the Amorites, <laughs> the Jebusites, the parasites, my wife is saying, the Demonites, <laughs> Verse 11, see the Ark of the Covenant? That's very important instruction right there. Verse 11, see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. You have to see it. That's why you have to stand one kilometer away. Make sure you don't lose sight of it. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Verse 12. Now then, choose 12 men from the tribe of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the, of the Lord 
the Lord of all the earth set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So it's very important that the priests heed to the information, to the instruction, because if they don't stand right, the waters may not divide. If they don't position themselves right, probably nothing would happen. And these guys had to be very careful because God has taken out of their midst his revered and feared servant for not following instruction. Hmm. Verse 14. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. As instructed. Verse 15. Now the Jordan is at flood. Like I said, it was full to capacity. The Jordan is flood, uh, is at flood stage or during harvest. You know, that was their harvest season. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream, not from downstream, where it is flooded, where it is even strong, where the current is so strong, where it is impossible to cross, what happens? It stopped flowing. It stopped supplying. It stopped feeding. It stopped so that the barricade or the hindrance of God's people from reaching the promised land should stop, should come to an end. May God terminate whatever is feeding into your battle for being positioned and being established in your destiny in the name of Jesus. The source that is supplying the destiny and the future, the source that is supplying the battles that you probably are going through in your destiny and future. May the Lord our God bring it to an out in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where it was flooded, the Bible says, the stream stopped. And look at that, just like the Red Sea, right? It piled up in a heap a great distance away. Woo! The Bible says that thousands shall come to your left, 10,000 shall come to your right, but they will not come near you. With your eyes, you, you see them falling far away, scampering and scattering. They will come in one way, they shall scatter in seven different ways. And with your eyes, you shall see the reward of the wicked. Do you read your Bible very well? That's what Psalm says about you. They saw from a great distance, a great heap piled up before their eyes. What an amazing work of the Lord. He can do it even in your life today. Shall I say a good amen? At a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan. While the water flowing down to the Sea of the Araba, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while all Israel passed by until the whole nation, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. The priest stood in the middle of it on the dry ground and the entire Israel passed by until 
every single one of them until two million and a half people at this stage crossed on a dry ground, completely crossing on a dry ground. Do you know what I'm getting here? If you are a priest and God has ordained you to be a way paver, to be, uh, to be a trailblazer, to be somebody that bring in the newness of life or bring in a new stage in your family, may God sustain you in the name of Jesus. And when God's, God has poured over your life, his sustenance, his miracle, here is my declaration over your life. May it not dry, may it not run dry until everyone in your lineage, until everyone in your family crosses into the promised land in the name of Jesus. May no one be cut short. May the supply of God over your family never run dry until every single one of them is redeemed and has entered the promises of the Lord over that family in the name of Jesus. Today I came to talk to families. So if you are with me, shout a very good amen. The Lord spoke to me in the middle of the night while I was busy, very busy with my thing, that the Lord is up to doing something so great in someone's family. The Lord is going to, to put an end to something that has, has been going on in the family. And you can clearly see how things have not, how supplies are cut short before their time, how breakthroughs come before they are even successfully or mature, how they are cut short. You can clearly see how the enemy or the end of the enemy has drastically reduced everyone to the same level and below the standard level so that there's no one to run to, even in the middle of trouble, so that no one rises and there's a fight over every shoot of success that the Lord commands into existence. It's like whenever success starts coming up, something just comes up to kill and shrink it down. Today, the Lord your God will put that to an end on your behalf in the name of Jesus Christ. I don't know if I have families in here. I don't know if I have people standing on behalf of families in here. I don't know if I have people in open church who are standing on behalf of family redemption in this place, or family deliverance in this place, or cutting away family altars that have been attacking and stealing the joy and the blessing of the Lord over your family. If you are here, I came to stand with you. I came to stand in faith with you and command an end to that nonsense in the name of Jesus Christ. We are above and not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. We are overcomers and not overcome. We are more than conquerors and not the victim in the Lord Jesus Christ. And today, you have to stand and say, enough is enough. Until every single one of your family crosses into the promised land. Do you know that upon every family, God has a blessing and a promise? I've never seen one family which does not have God's promises. Because every person has a destiny from God. Everyone that starts a family, God commands a blessing. God declares the blessing, and God releases and unleashes the promises of every family. But we've got also counterfeits, an enemy who always wants to distract and remove you from the path to your destiny so that you do not enjoy the, the joy of the Lord, but you enjoy the torment, the persecution, the cries, and the mourning of the enemy. And that has to come to an end in the name of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Are you with me? Can, I, can you wave to me if you're with me? All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So that's what happened. So 
And then then uh, Joshua is speaking to the Israelites that Israel, you are about to do something you've never done before. Crossing the Jordan River. These guys had the experience of crossing the Red Sea, but they never had the experience of crossing the Jordan River. And to make it worse, the hero is there. Is not among them. Moses. They have a new guy. They don't even know him very well. It is three days since the Lord endorsed him before everyone. Look at how hard it was. This is a two and 2.5 million rebellious nation who almost drove Moses into his death. Even after all the miracles that God performed through him. And they rejected many times Moses that Moses, you are not our leader. You are not our, you are not our leader. And then Moses, uh, Joshua, a young man at this stage, <laughs> over 70 years of age, had to take up this task of leading God's people into the promised land. Because of the destiny that God had over his life. So he tells them that you're about to do something you've never done before. They, you know, they are moving into the uncharted path. Into the land that the Lord their God had promised them. But Joshua said it right. That the, day, the way you're about to go, you've never gone this way before. But you have to be positioned right. For you to do it right. So what are they supposed to do? Joshua says. They're supposed to follow the ark. The ark of the covenant. The Lord presents, it presented this ark to them through Moses. We read it in, in Exodus. In Exodus 25. When God instructed Moses. To make. To craft an ark of the covenant. And the Lord God said. This ark of the covenant. Will be. My presence among you. This ark of the covenant will bear, will carry my presence in your midst. As long as this ark is in your midst, I will be with you. Because I will keep my covenant that I have made between you and I. That's all they had. So to cross Jordan River, Joshua did not even have Moses' road. The road that stretched on the seas and parted the seas. The road that strike the rocks and were given water from, from the rocks. The, 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 the road that did many miracles. Maybe they could look to that, could encourage his faith that we have the road. He did not have it either. In the Ark of the Covenant, we see what is there. Just the road of iron that budded. And we have this pot of manna and the tablets. And they could not even touch it. They could not open it. So... It was a, a great task, but Joshua had to believe every single word that came from the Lord in order for him to deliver this promise to the entire generation, to his generation and the entire generation of the children of Israel. And God says that you have never been this way before, Joshua and the entire people. Hmm. You know what? what's coming to my mind many times when we are Moving into new areas or new dimensions of life, 
we are so worried and dead in ourselves of the fear of what it holds, what the future holds, what the today holds, what a new job holds, what a new position holds, what your life is going through. And you are so much afraid of how is it going to be. I don't even know how to go about it. I came to encourage you today that as long as you are with God, you shall make it. As long as you are with God, that's all what matters. God says you have never been this way before. But he says that it doesn't matter if this is a way you have never been before. But let me tell you, it does matter who is leading you. It does matter who is leading you when you are going to a place you have never been. It does matter who is leading you when you have no idea and knowledge about what life is holding. It does matter who is leading you. If what is leading your life is the opinion of people, if what is leading your life is the standard of your family, the standard of your peers, the standard of people around you, that standard may come short. That standard may fail. That standard may fail you, but if the standard to which your life is being led by is the standard of God, is the word of God, is the promises of God, is the presence of God, you will never fail. You will go through and you'll be successful in all your ways. It does matter who is leading you. So they were told, keep your eyes on the ark ahead of you. Keep your eyes on the ark. God will go before you and God will get you where he wants you to go. That's very important to understand. Many times we want to get ourselves to where we want to go, to where we want to reach, to the achievement and all that, and we forget that God has said in his word, I know the plans I have for you. It doesn't matter who is leading you to the plan. If God is leading you, God will get you where he wants you to go. God will get you where he wants you to be at the right time and the right place and the right way. But when we want to get ourselves where we want to go, where we want to be, we are, we are bound to fail. And sometimes when we succeed, then we realize that we have spent so much of our time doing the wrong thing. I don't know if you've been at that stage in life where you have and then and, and you have done everything there is to do and you are successful and you find that you are pursuing a wrong thing. When you are there and then you realize that this is not my destiny, my destiny is supposed to be this. But it will be much easier and better to know it at the onset, right at the beginning and follow that path so that you become successful in the right path in the right thing. So God says that, do not let your eyes move, move off or away from the Ark of the Covenant. Because in the Ark of the, the, Ark of the Covenant is the assurance of my presence. You know, that just leads me to say, it does not matter what is ahead of you. It does not matter what is ahead of you, but it does matter who is with you. What is ahead of you does not matter. Trouble may come ahead of you. Um, uh, str struggles may be ahead of you, 
Challenges may stand ahead of you, but if God is with you, all that is nothing. It matters who is leading you, who is with you in the journey of life. If we are to make it and become positioned, we become successful in, in the right thing and in the destiny, in the calling and in the talents, the skills and the profession, we have to fix our eyes on God. We have to put our perspectives right. We have to look at who is with us and who is leading us. Then Joshua said something. Don't come near the Ark of the Covenant. Do not even try to come near. I'm just thinking there could be two possibilities. The first possibility could be uh, because of the holiness of God, and it positioned itself on the covenant of God, and it, we are talking about the unholy people, the people who were unprepared, some of the people who were unsanctified, some of the people who, were, who could easily be destroyed by coming closer to the presence of God at that particular time. We thank God for Jesus today, that we carry the presence of God, that we move with God, that God is resident in our lives. And that we do not have to see him from a distance, but we walk with him. We are with him. He's our shepherd and leading us to the future. The second possibility why they did not need to come near the Ark of the Covenant, it could be uh, so that because if look at two and a half million people and we are looking at one covenant, Ark of the Covenant, that was... That wasn't really big. If the people, the crowd that was near the covenant came near the Ark of the Covenant, they would have overcrowded it, and the people far away may not see it. So they needed to keep one kilometer, almost a kilometer apart, in order that everyone from a great distance may see the Ark of the Covenant. What are we learning from there? We are learning never to lose sight of Jesus. Never to lose sight on God. It matters. Here is another take home. It matters where you are fixing your eyes. It matters where you are fixing your eyes. It matters where your focus is. It matters what is taking your attention, what is stealing your attention. Because that's what will give you a drive. Because that's what you will follow. If it's the wrong thing, be laid astray. If it's the right thing, you will be laid to your destination. Amen. Am I with you still? Are we together? So they had to be at a very great distance. They had to be fearful of the, right, the presence of God. And we thank God today. In Matthew chapter 5, verse, verse 15, 14, 15, 16, Jesus is telling us something. He's saying that you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are the, the house that is built on the hill that cannot be hidden. And you are the lamp that is lit and not put under the table but on top of the table so that you can shine in the entire house. And then in verse 16 he says, let your light so shine among all men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And I like what he says, what God says to Isaiah in chapter 60 saying that, uh, arise and shine for your time has come and the light of God is risen upon you. He's just trying to emphasize that the presence of God is with us and as long as the presence of God is with us, as long as we have our eyes on him, we shall overcome whatever comes our way. 
That's the right way to overcome. It matters what is taking your attention, where you are casting or fixing your eyes in life. Some trust in chariots, others trust, uh, trust in the forces of men. But David trusts in the Lord, the God of Israel. He who guards Israel does not sleep, he does not sleep. Is with you in the journey of life. Who is leading you? Life will throw so many possibilities ahead of you. Good and bad possibilities. But I wanted to encourage us this morning. That what do you do when things get tough in life? What do you do when things are tough to move in your life. Well, what to do when things get tough? Here is the first thing to put in your mind. Keep the faith in the time of waiting. Keep the faith in the time of waiting. These guys had to wait upon the Lord. These guys had to stand and keep their guard. These guys had to watch and not to move any mile until the Lord says to. And do you know how this does not make sense to the people who are around them? How do you go in the deep water and just stand and you are waiting? And everyone has to believe and expect that the waters will part and they will cross. And by the way, these people we are talking about, they were not there. The one million people who came from Egypt have all died in the wilderness. They are the ones who crossed the Red Sea. Every single one of them, the last to die in the generation was Moses. Every single one of them have died. And this new generation has just sprung forth. They only could hear that 40 years ago, God separated the seas. 40 years ago, God did this and that. They did not have any experience. Except for two people, Joshua and Caleb, who were... I don't think the second or third generation in, in Moses' time. But then Moses was an old man. He died at a very age, about 120 years, and he was gone. He was never there. But Moses, uh, um, Joshua, and Caleb at this time, they had experienced the miracles of God, the wonders of God, even at the crossing. They never lost sight of him. And they were there to stand strong and keep their faith even in the midst of trial, because God had prepared them and had trained them for battle. The things they had gone through in their lives were, were meant to break them, but God said, this will make you because there is a destiny ahead of you. I want to tell you the challenges you might be going through in your life or things that are getting tough, they are not coming to destroy you, but they are preparing you for the destiny that God has for you. Do not lose your faith. Keep faith. At times, life will imply that you have to wait. Wait on the Lord. Sometimes you have to wait long. Maybe you are hoping from the Lord for your marriage to come forth now and say, God, I want it right now, right now, today. And the Lord has said, wait, because I'm still making it better for you. At times, maybe you have been searching for that job and it's been a long overdue and you have been praying and trying hard and the job is not coming. I want to encourage you to not lose your faith. In the right time, God will make it happen for you. 
Maybe you have been trying in your career and trying to pursue education and academics and things are not coming right. Things are not just the breakthrough has not yet come. I wanted to encourage you. Delay is not denial. Wait on the Lord. On the right time, he shall make it come to pass. What is it that you have to wait on the Lord for? Is it your healing? Is it your family breakthrough? Is it your personal breakthrough? Is it an answer to life's struggles? I want to tell you, do not be wary. Do not be wary. The Bible says in Isaiah that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. They shall run and not be faint. They shall walk and not be weary. Those who wait upon the Lord. May you continue to wait upon the Lord. In his, in his time, he makes all things beautiful. Wait upon the Lord. Do not lose your faith in this time of waiting. It is a painful moment. Because sometimes what you have to do may not even make sense to yourself. But do not lose your faith. Them standing in Jordan, I don't think it made complete sense. But they just had to trust on the Lord and keep their faith straight. Keep their faith strong in God. Because God will definitely do what he said he will do.